Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, August 31st, 5.45 a.m. Central. As I speak here, December corn futures down eight and a quarter at 6.69. November soybeans down 12 and a half at 14.20. December Chicago wheat down five and three quarters at 8.14 and a half. December Kansas City wheat down five and three quarters at 8.92. December spring wheat down four and a half at 9.16. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it as always. Uh, Leave me a review on that Apple app if you have not already. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, we're sitting at 6,500 subscribers and change. I think we can get to 7,000 during the month of September. So if you have not subscribed to the channel, make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, leave me a comment, let me know what's going on in your neighborhood. All of those things will help YouTube to help me grow this channel. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of, charts, graphics, weather info. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I discussed the drought and the heat wave that has impacted China uh, over this past summer and its potential implications on the corn market. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, uh, sign up today. 50 bucks a month, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. I promise you can cancel at any time. Farm Futures Magazine had some 2023 U.S. acreage estimates out yesterday. These are the first uh, acreage estimates I've seen for 23 anyways. The survey pegged uh, 2023 U.S. corn acres at 94.3 million, which would mark an increase of 4.5 million versus this year's 89.8. The increase in corn acreage is likely to come from the U.S. plains, according to the survey. The survey pegged uh, 23 U.S. soybean acres at 87.3, which would be down 700,000 from this year's 88 million. Uh, Traders note that when you combine the two numbers, uh, corn and soybeans, you get 181.6, which would be the largest, I believe, combined corn and soybean acreage number on record. Uh, I think a lot of people believe that that will be very difficult to achieve. Uh, But in any case, that's what's out there. And we've got to start somewhere with these acreage estimates. Farm Futures surveyed a total of 692 farmers from July 13th through August 1st. Uh, So not a huge sample size here, but uh, some interesting stuff. And and you're going to see more of this, of course, as we approach, uh, you know, next spring. And the acreage situation for 2023, of course, will be debated, you know, up until the March report through the June report and probably beyond that, uh, just like it is every year. Taiwan fired uh, warning shots at Chinese drones for the first time yesterday. Taiwan says that a group of Chinese drones were flying over some of its outlying islands. Uh, officials in Taiwan vowed a counterattack if Chinese forces were to enter its territory. One official from Taiwan said this. For aircraft and ships that entered our sea and air territory of 12 nautical miles, the National Army will exercise right to self-defense and counterattack without exception. In response to that, a Chinese official said this, Firstly, I need to tell you, Taiwan is a province of China. It has no so-called defense ministry. The Taiwan authorities are playing up their nervousness. This is meaningless. 
Uh, the United States, when it comes to all this, uh, generally holds what they call an ambiguous stance uh, when it comes to Taiwan and China and this sort of matter. Now, President Biden back in May made some off-the-cuff comments indicating that the U.S. would, in fact, get inf- involved militarily if a uh, Chinese attack on Taiwan were to occur. The White House and Biden then quickly retracted those comments. But still, a lot of people believe that the U.S. would, uh, in fact, become involved. The U.S. Uh, and its allies would become involved if there was some sort of military conflict there. And the implications, of course, of a U.S.-China conflict are totally immeasurable when it comes to just about everything. I mean, global trade, including U.S. agricultural products, of course. But I mean, it would have tremendous, tremendous implications. Uh, I'm not predicting that. I don't believe many people are predicting that. But this is a situation worth monitoring because even if there's a slim chance of some sort of military conflict uh, that involves the U.S. and China, it would be absolutely catastrophic. So you've got to keep your eye on this thing. Crude oil prices have fallen sharply. Uh, The nearby October WTI contract peaked at almost $98 yesterday. Trades below 89 early this morning. Crude oil is set for a it's a third consecutive monthly decline. You got a number of factors here that are responsible. First off, I think traders are concerned about China, uh, this COVID zero policy, demand implications. We've also got central bank tightening and uh, rising interest rates. We've got slowing global growth. More recently, traders are focused on the possible revival of an Iran nuclear deal that would result in additional oil flows. Uh, despite unrest in Iraq, uh, the Iraq state-owned oil company said yesterday that uh, oil flows are mostly normal. OPEC will meet on September 5th to discuss policy. Uh, I think cheaper crude is bad for the grain markets in general. Uh, First off, given the corn ethanol tie, I mean, that's obvious. But then uh, second to that maybe is that large money managers, uh, if they really start to sour on commodity markets, and I think they have uh, since June, uh, we've talked about this before, but during the first you know half of the year, I think large money managers, uh, they, they poured into commodity markets as an inflation hedge. And now I think we're kind of on the backside of that inflation trade. Uh, large money managers not nearly as interested in the long side of the commodity markets uh, because of recession fears. Recessions are bad for commodities. Oh, I did a pretty extensive subscriber-only video on this deal that I included in the newsletter this morning. But yeah, uh, recessions are bad for commodities, especially when commodities are starting from high prices like they are this year. U.S. radar mostly quiet this morning, really not much of anything barring like South Texas. Uh, Last 72 hours had some decent rains in the central and eastern Corn Belt and really some other places too. You look at Missouri, you look at parts of Illinois, even parts of Iowa. I don't know that the amounts were that great in Iowa or Minnesota or Wisconsin, but uh, parts of Illinois, parts of uh, Indiana, Ohio, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, places like that, that uh, uh, definitely added some soybean bushels, I would imagine, in these areas. Uh, The western Corn Belt and the plains, not nearly as fortunate. There was some scattered stuff over Kansas, but uh, certainly not enough and probably too little too late. Uh, Over the next seven Seven days. It's going to be mostly lighter stuff for the Corn Belt, Central and Eastern Corn Belt, you know, maybe up to an inch of rain, give or take, probably less than that. And then Western Corn Belt and the Plains quite a bit drier. I'm not seeing uh, anything here in terms of a frost threat. Some northern areas could see temperatures in uh, the mid-30s by mid-September, uh, according to this morning's GFS model, which is, is probably too far out to be accurate. And that would be fairly normal for some of those uh, far northern areas anyways. 
USDA's weekly export sales system is down until further notice. Uh, U.S. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack was asked about the errors at the Farm Progress show in Iowa, I believe, yesterday. He said this, we're going to make sure we've got it fixed, and I appreciate when they made the mistake. We owned up to it. Mistakes happen. He was asked if we'd uh, see an export sales report this week. He replied, we'll get back to you on that. Uh, USDA did report a flash sale of 10 million bushels of soybeans to unknown destinations for new crop delivery yesterday. China has reportedly booked 40 cargoes of soybeans from the U.S., Brazil, and Argentina during the last two weeks. So I guess China's appetite for soybeans is still pretty good here. Most of those cargoes reportedly for September-October delivery, although some are for next year. Uh, this is a time of year when uh, the export sales system is important because this is when we start to sell a lot more new crop corn and soybeans on the export market. So we'd like to see these numbers, and uh, we'll get back to you on that, I guess. Um, U.S. job openings remain historically large. This was kind of a surprising number yesterday. Available U.S. job openings totaled 11.24 million in July. The estimates were near 10.3 million. So the pool of available workers is about 5.7. So you essentially have almost two open jobs for every one job seeker. Some people would debate this data and say, you know, all those job openings are not real, things like that, whatever. Uh, you can think that if you want. Um, a strong labor market, a strong labor market is typically a positive sign for the economy and for the markets, but we're in a situation right now where good news is bad news. And good news is bad news because good news enables the Fed to be more aggressive with rate hikes and tightening. So the Fed's going to look at this and say, you know what, we're in great shape when it comes to the labor market. And uh, this th that gives us um, uh, it, it gives us the ability to be more aggressive with rate hikes and with tightening. So, yeah, this is good news uh, typically, but in a year like this, it's probably bad news uh, for things like the stock market. And the stock market's been down every day since uh, Powell spoke at Jackson Hole last Friday. The cattle market was uh, higher yesterday. Feeder cattle were higher. There was some light cash trade reported in the north, 144 to 145. U.S. dollars a little bit higher this morning. The S&P's up 15. Dow Jones up 50. Just a marginal recovery there. Bonds are down. Gold's down 14 bucks. Crude oil down $2.50 at 89.14. Again, that thing was up to what 97, 98 bucks yesterday. So sharp decline here uh, during the first half of the week. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys Thursday morning.